Crossroads Podcast for those who want to be in the know. Good morning, Crossroads. I am your host, Steve and Kilfoyle, bringing you local news and events from around the country. The Founders Day event was a huge success as we got to know a few of our neighbors. The mayor and council will be making this an annual event, and we look forward to it again next year. Kudos to the park board, Cheryl Tompkins, and all the amazing volunteers that made this event possible. Thank you so much for all your hard work and dedication. As you know, the more you get involved, the more friends you will make along the way, as well as getting the satisfaction that you are a part of making something successful. Now, I don't know who made it out to the Oktoberfest celebration Saturday, but let me tell you, it was a blast. A big shout out to Monica David for hosting this amazing event. Looking forward again to it next year. Check out some of the photos we posted on our Facebook page, Crossroads Podcast. Now for some local announcements for things to do to have fun and get to know your neighbor. My friend Jimerson has a really great coffee house up there in Pilot Point, and here are some of the fun things that he has planned for October. Here locally in Crossroads on October 3rd, the Crossroads Police Department is hosting National Night Out at the Park in Crossroads from 6 p.m. to 7.30 p.m. After that, drive on up to Pilot Point and get to the coffee house sessions in Pilot Point on the Square. Open mic night. Try out your song, read your favorite poem, or try out your stand-up bit. Bring a friend and have a laugh and a good time. Don't be shy to get to know your neighbors. That's on October 3rd, tomorrow, Tuesday. Yes. Wednesday, October 4th, the Parks and Recreation Board is having their meeting at 6 p.m. Folks, this is your opportunity to hear about the plans for the town and participate directly with the board. Bring some questions. Give your input. Help make our town a success. Thursday, October the 5th. Game night at the coffee house. Yes, bring your family, neighbor, friend, or come on out yourself and make a new friend. Grab your favorite board game or bring your Switch and challenge someone to a cart race. Jimerson is always up for a challenging game of chess. And then on Saturday, October 7th at the coffee house, live, Walton Monroe. Come relax to the great Americana and Lone Star folk music vibes. If you want to knock down some suds or enjoy a glass of wine, grab your wife, girlfriend, husband, or boyfriend, neighbor, or just bring yourself. Enjoy the music. My recommendation is getting out there and doing something. Hey, hope to see you all there. Thursday, October the 12th, Municipal Development District will be holding their meeting at 6 p.m. If you want to find out how the town utilizes its funds, then this is the meeting you want to be in. This committee is the one that helps put Crossroads on the map. They say knowledge is power, and you only know what you know. So if you truly want to be in the know, then you will show up to this meeting. Saturday, October 14th, the Boss Ladies Fall Market from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m., Grab your kids, neighbors, and come on out to celebrate and get some great deals at the fall market located in the Crossroads Park. 
Sunday, October 15th, I Am Dog Rescue's Barktoberfest from 1 p.m. to 4 p.m. in the park in Crossroads. Come on out, bring your pups for a fun event. There will be lots of great activities. Monday, October 16th, Town Council will having their meeting from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. If you want to find out what's going on for our town, then this is the meeting you want to be at. If you have any questions, this is where you can ask them. If you remain silent and do not participate, well, then you have absolutely no ground to stand on. And when things don't go the way you thought they should, Crossroads is your town to get out there and participate. We have survived for 50 years so far, and it's because of men and women just like you. Thursday, October 19th, coffee with the city manager up there at Pilot Point. This is a podcast that I would love to start with our very own city manager, Christy Gilbert. I'm game if you are, Christy, you shy girl, you. Jemerson meets with the city manager of Pilot Point, Britt Lusk, who encourages questions, ideas, or just casual conversation over a cup of coffee. I hope someday to be able to offer this to Crossroads with our city manager. Folks, this is an amazing event because there's no script to it. It's just come with your questions and ask. And it's a wonderful time to get to know your city manager and find out what the venue is for the town. And now for some national news. Everyone saw on television when good old Joe went marching with the auto worker union. What a hypocrite. I hope those union workers realize that Joe Biden is the cause for their wanting to strike and not the answer. Oh my God, folks, really listen to this. Diana Furtcoat-Roth reports on September 26, 2023, President Joe Biden showed solidarity with striking United Auto Workers Union by joining it Tuesday on the picket line near Detroit, one day before President Donald Trump is to deliver remarks to an audience of current and former union members at an auto parts manufacturer also in Michigan. The United Auto Workers Union is demanding a 35% pay hike and benefits over four years, as well as automatic cost-of-living adjustments, just like in the 70s, along with the four-day work week. Oh, yeah. Remember our dear and lovely friend, President Jimmy Carter, and all the wonderful crap he did to our economy then? That's right. Another damn Democrat screwing up our country. Well, let's go, Brandon. Keep it up. Woo! Yeah, okay. Well, by changing his policies, Biden could address some of the fundamental reasons for their strike, namely job losses because of mandatory vehicle electrification and higher inflation resulting from his war on fossil fuels resulting in higher energy costs. But according to the news reports, Biden told the workers, you should be doing incredibly well. But he has single-handedly, through the power of his executive branch, caused him to face losses and higher inflation. 
Both were imposed by the executive branch without support from even the Democratic Congress in the place during Biden's first two years in office. Proposed regulations on automobile emissions from the Environmental Protection Agency and the U.S. Department of Transportation would require electric vehicles to make up 60% of new car sales by 2030 and 66 by 2032, compared to fewer than 6% in 2022, all for practically no environmental benefit. That will adversely affect new car purchasers who will no longer have the choice of buying gasoline-powered vehicles, as well as those who make and support those vehicles. Drivers who like electric vehicles, primarily upper-income households in urban areas, they're in luck. But those who prefer gasoline power cars will see increases in their costs, both for new and used car. Let's go, Brandon. Thank you. The UAW employees, guess what, folks? They're going to lose their jobs. Thanks, Joe. The job loss is old news. Ford Motor Company CEO Jim Farley said last November, it takes 40% less labor to make an electric car. That would be 200,000 fewer jobs in 2030 and 400,000 fewer in the long run. The United Auto Workers Union had time to take that information into account during pre-strike negotiations. New jobs in electric vehicles and batteries for those vehicles are being created through Federal Inflation Reduction Act funding. But those jobs are in right-to-work states where wages are lower, workers do not have to join a union as a condition of employment. Hyundai and LG are receiving subsidies for a $4 billion battery plant in Georgia. And Ford and Envision are spending a combined $8 billion on three battery plants in Kentucky. Chinese workers are also winners because the Chinese Communist Party owns a substantial share of the minerals required for electronic vehicle batteries, such as lithium, graphite, and cobalt. Beijing is buying mines in Africa for minerals and setting up factories in Indonesia to avoid potential bans on Chinese imports. The move from gasoline-powered engines to electric vehicles also affects auto parts suppliers such as Delphi, which describes itself as the global aftermarket leader with quality parts and diagnostics you can depend on. Auto parts employees will also lose jobs because electronic vehicles have fewer parts, and electrical components are likely to come from abroad or in China. Auto mechanics will be affected because electric vehicle owners can't go to their local gas stations for service. Teslas and other electronic vehicles need to go back to the dealers for servicing. Just 6% of new vehicles sold were electronic vehicles in 2022 because Americans prefer vehicles with some gasoline-powered engine, either regular or hybrid. The best-selling vehicle in America is the Ford F-150 pickup truck, with other pickup trucks and SUVs not far behind. The move to 60% of sales for electronic vehicles by 2030 and 66 just two years later in 2032 with an end to gasoline power car sales in 2035 is due to pressure from humping, jumping Joe Biden's administration. In addition to the prospect of job losses, thank you, Joe. Americans are seeing inflation. Thank you again, Joe which is driven by the United Auto Workers Union wage demands of 35 increase over four years. Energy was the largest component of August's uptick in inflation. 
Biden came into office with the promise to end fossil fuels, and he's trying to fulfill his promise, so it should be no surprise that energy costs are rising. Biden signaled to oil companies that the future investments were uncertain and unwanted. Without congressional action, he ended construction of the Keystone XL pipeline, raised lease fees, and had federal lands designated large swath of federal lands off-limits to oil exploration and ended previously agreed-upon leases in Alaska. In addition, Jumpin' Joe Biden's administration is slowing pipeline construction, and America needs pipelines to bring more oil and natural gas from where it's produced to domestic businesses and consumers and overseas export. The Federal Energy Regulatory Commission is now for the first time including potential greenhouse gases and effects on environmental justice communities in its pipeline approval process. Other federal agencies, including the Securities and Exchange Commission, the Board of Governors, and the Federal Reserve and the Office of the Comptroller of Currency, are cutting off funding for pipelines by requiring companies to report climate effects of their investments. Banks that lend fossil fuel projects, including pipelines and companies that produce components, are likely to face heightened regulatory scrutiny. Meanwhile, Jumpin' Joe Biden has begged Venezuela to sell America heavy crude, this time coming to U.S. refineries by tankers rather than pipeline. The green agenda is driving the United Arca workers to strike because banning the internal combustion engine is equivalent to banning auto jobs. The coalition of green environmentalists and blue-collar workers is fracturing with green policies disproportionately affecting the blues. Biden's visit to the picket line gives the blues the opportunity to tell their concerns to the president in person. Electronic vehicle mandates and high energy prices from the president that the United Auto Workers Union campaigned for and helped elect are leading to a shrinking worker income. That should be the message from the United Auto Workers Union to the president today. Well, folks, what do you think? Thanks again, Joe. Good job for screwing up our nation. Yep, that's exactly what he's doing. He's screwing up our nation. Again, awesome job, Joe. I tell you what, nobody can do it better than you. Well, I think it's about time that we, the people, uh, begin to flex our muscles and show these work bastards what power we possess. My father always taught me that to effectively make a dent in something, you have to hit it in the breadbasket or their wallet. Most Americans have been doing great with that against Target for allowing men to use the ladies' restrooms just because they thought they were a woman. Boycott Target. Don't stop there. Hit them in their wallet. The U.S. government states file lawsuit against Amazon for not monopolistic practices. Oh, my God. Really? So, in September, Naveen Anthropouli reported... The U.S. government, along with 17 states, is suing e-commerce behemoth Amazon for maintaining an alleged monopoly, which they claim resulted in lower product quality and inflated prices. We all know it's Joe Biden who's really responsible. The Federal Trade Commission, on behalf of the government, alleges that Amazon's initiatives prevent rivals as well as sellers on its platform from lowering product prices, degrades overall quality for customers, overcharges sellers, suppresses competition, and prevents rival companies from fair competition. Boy, is that a crock of crap. 
By stifling competition, Amazon ensures that no current or future rival can threaten its dominance, said the FTC in September 26 press release. Amazon's far-reaching schemes impact hundreds of billions of dollars in retail sales every year, touch hundreds of thousands of products sold by businesses big and small, and affect over 100 million shoppers. Boo-hoo. Let me tell you something. If box stores want to compete, then why don't they get their logistics in order and have their inventory on hand? I can't even begin to tell you how many times I've been in a store, asked about merchandise, the manager usually has a blank look on his face, and the best answer that I get usually is, I'm sorry. That's not acceptable. I look at my phone app. I go to Amazon. Guess what? They've got the damn thing, and I get it the next day. You know what? You want to compete against Amazon? Get your butts in gear (coughs) and get that inventory on your floor. Enough's enough. With a focus on anti-competitive practices, John Newman, deputy director of the FTC's bureau, said seldom in the history of U.S. antitrust laws has one case had the potential to do so much good for so many people. Founded by Jeff Bezos, Amazon started online sales in 95 by selling books. From there, it expanded into selling almost everything and becoming the biggest e-commerce platform on the planet. Amazon has hiked its fees so steeply that now it reportedly takes close to half of every dollar from the typical seller that uses its fulfillment service. Amazon's response Today's suit makes clear the FTC's focus has radically departed from its mission of protecting consumers and competition. The practices the FCC is challenging have helped to spur competition and innovation across the retail industry and have produced greater selection, lower prices, and faster delivery speeds for Amazon. Customers and greater opportunities for many businesses that sell on Amazon's store. If the FTC gets away its way, the result would be fewer products to choose from, higher prices, slower deliveries for consumers, and reduced options for small businesses, the opposite of what antitrust law is designed to do. The lawsuit filed by the FTC today is wrong on the facts and on the law, and we look forward to making that case in court. Go figure, almost all these states are democratically run by morons. The states involved in the lawsuit are Connecticut, Delaware, Maine, Maryland, Massachusetts, Michigan, Minnesota, New Jersey, New Hampshire, New Mexico, Nevada, New York, Oklahoma, Oregon, Pennsylvania, Rhode Island, and Wisconsin. With the exception of Oklahoma and Wisconsin, the rest of them are all a bunch of stupid Democrats, and they're pushing Jumpin' Joe's leftist, woke, stupid Uh, administration and they're further destroying our nation folks we need to get up wake up and stop the woke before they destroy our country just saying and banks aren't exempt from this we personally left jp morgan bank after they began doing some questionable practices but this really hits home listen to this tyler o'neill of the daily signal reports um, why gun companies are losing payroll services 
And uh, our wonderful Ted Cruz did an investigation on this, found out that J.P. Morgan Chase admitted to pressuring the financial software service company into it and to preventing gun sellers from using the company's payment processing services, according to a letter Senator Ted Cruz sent out Monday after looking into the policy. Bank of America, meanwhile, denied pressuring into it and demanding gun manufacturers from using its famous QuickBooks software. Woke big banks are increasingly weaponizing their power to cut off law-abiding businesses from accessing banking services, Cruz told the Daily Signal in an email statement Monday. Folks, screw Chase. Screw Bank of America. Go to your local bankers. Around in this area, it's Point Bank. It's Datku. Use the local banks. They have the same offerings as these other idiots, and I won't be a part of supporting a company that supports the woke agenda. So leave them. We did. I don't miss Chase. They're history in my books. So when Dawson Precision explained that its manufactures only parts of firearms and not firearms themselves, Intuit directed the company to lodge its complaint with a third party that had flagged it. The third party did not respond to Dawson Precision's attempts to appeal the decision. Intuit also stopped processing credit card payments for the Arizona company Gunside Academy, citing Intuit's ban on companies that engage in gun sales that aren't face-to-face after Gunside Academy explained that it legally shipped firearms to local dealers rather than directly to consumers, Intuit refused to reverse the decision. You know what, folks? Intuit isn't the only software out there that you can use. Me, personally, I think that uh, QuickBooks is crap. I can do a budget better out of Excel spreadsheets than I can with that. But you know what? Microsoft has a great software called Great Planes that has all the features that QuickBooks does. Same thing. Go to that. Screw QuickBooks. Screw into it. Don't do their software anymore. Cut them off. IT departments, cancel them. They're trying to cancel you. J.P. and Morgan admitted in its role to the policy But Bank of America, of course, they denied it that it ever gave into it any instructions. This doesn't mark J.P. Morgan's first foray into cracking down on bank accounts associated with conservative causes. In May 2022, Chase closed an account for the National Committee on Religious Freedom, organization founded by Sam Brownback, former Kansas governor and President Donald Trump's ambassador-at-large for international religious freedoms. Chase also closed accounts associated with the Arkansas Family Council and Defense of Liberty in 2021. The threat that conservatives may face backsliding from banking services extends beyond J.P. Morgan Chase. Far-left groups such as the Southern Poverty Law Center have pressured donor-advised funds to cut off charitable donations to conservative organizations such that they brand hate groups. The left-leaning group, Some of Us, also pressured MasterCard to refuse to process any credit card transactions for hate groups. As I explained in the book, Making Hate Pay, the Corruption of the Southern Poverty Law Center, the SPLC took the program it used to bankrupt organizations associated with the Ku Klux Klan and weaponized it against conservative groups, partially to scare donors into ponying up in cash, partially to silence ideological components. 
in 2019 amid a racial discrimination and sexual harassment scandal that led the SPLC to fire its co-founder or former employee came forward calling the hate accusations a highly profitable scam. I encourage other companies to follow your company's lead and take note that banning customers from using their products due to political differences is not good business, the senator's letter concluded. Oh, my Lord. Man, thanks a lot, Joe. You're really, really doing a great job at screwing up the United States of America. So, what can I say? Don't bank with Chase. Don't bank with Bank of America. Go to your other local banks, your smaller banks. Work with them. Definitely. We need to wake up and shut down the woke businesses because they are a threat to our very freedom. All right. Well, stay tuned in next week as we bring you more amazing guests on the show. It's been a lovely day. You all have a blessed weekend, and I hope to see you at the top. Thank <laughs> you.